Welcome, everyone, to the Carolina Outdoors. Wes Lawson right there, Bill Barty right here. Wes, we had a great interview with Andy Montgomery, a bass fishing professional. You know, it staggers me the amount of work that goes into professional bass fishing. People think that fishing is fun or maybe even hard sometimes, but that those guys are on the road 150, 250 days out of the year studying the lakes, keeping notes, probably on tablets now. Yeah. 65 rigged up rod and reel combos in the truck and maybe hundreds of dozens of fl- of lures in their vehicles. Like the level of commitment is, it makes what we do fishing look like, you know, flag football. And these guys are in the, in the NFL. It's incredible. Well, and of course it's the month of March. That Red Crest 2023 is taking place on Lake Norman March 8 through 12 are the dates that it's going on. Um, Hatchery Supported Waters, we're going to talk a little bit about this before we invite our Facebook Live friends to play along. But Hatchery Supported Waters in North Carolina are closed in the month of March, completely closed. We, we need to talk a bit about that. But uh, coastal waters, are uh, the fish are schooling up. The mountain waters, the air temperature is warming. The water temperatures are warming People are starting to uh, head that way more. And, of course, uh, w- with the Lake Nor- Norman event and all of our area anglers listening um, know what they're doing, whether it be Norman, Mountain Island, any of the area lakes, High Rock, and, and then some. It goes back to that old middle school uh, uh, question of Marianne or Ginger from Gilligan's <laughs> Island or mountains or beach uh, as people will ask that question what is your favorite what is your favorite where is your favorite generally place to go fishing is it a, a moving trout stream is it a motorboat across Lake Wiley or Lake Norman or is it um, being at the coast when the when the redfish are schooled up or the blues are running. What is your favorite? We invite our Facebook Live friends to chime in and tell us what theirs are. Wes, you've got quite a resume of angling experiences across that board. Um, so I'll let you answer. Um, if you do have a mm. favorite, what is your favorite? Gosh, I don't know that I... Well, I guess I do have a favorite. I, I do like coastal saltwater fishing. Um, probably the most because you are, even when you're trolling around trying to find fish, you're still doing something. Um, And the fight is so, so much fun. Um, But I'm not going to say no to a mountain trout stream by any stretch. And I probably wouldn't say no to a bass pond either. I mean, that was a great experience, great memories doing that. It's fun. It's accessible. But if I had my druthers, I think it would be probably, you know, near shore or inshore saltwater is to me, the best balance of all of those things. Getting to the coast. Susan Lakeman, um, um, a few days ago on the Facebook Live um, post, said mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said mountains. So, um, and, and you know what? That may be what I would say as well. Not that there is a right or a wrong, so p- please don't feel like you're being cornered with the answer but i'll i'll talk a little bit about we did a program on this a show carolina outdoor show about the different types of fishing and the mindsets that it took but um of course 
a lot of times going out to target, sight casting to fish, whether you're going to Florida, the Bahamas, Mexico for bonefish, a lot of that is like hunting. Yep. You're standing there trying to spot the fish. I love being able to kind of rock hop. Almost people will roll, roll their eyes about the size of the fish. Well, it does matter, but it's fun to uh, be wet wading on a mountain stream for me. Sure. This is my answer. And um, with a dry fly, not necessarily working these long drifts with a nymph, but dry fly fishing, a big dry fly that I can see per. That's very important, being able to see the dry with fly. With your lost and found glasses. <laughs> But being able to hear and watch and see these fish, whether it be a 4-inch eye roll or whether it be a 12-inch or if, I mean, a 16-inch trout, wow. But I love that exercise of not only um, the cast and not only the uh, strike by the fish, but also the exercise of moving up mm-hmm. a trout stream, mm-hmm. kind of enjoying that. And some of it is not just the fishing it's the environment uh, the sounds and, and that is what i is what i like so what's well, it's so you're you're so surrounded and engrossed in it you know every every section of creek and river is so different what animals are moving where the sounds the smells how the water's reacting you know it it every every bend is different and that that's part of what makes it so great um yeah, I don't disagree with you about about that. What's Susan Lakeman saying there? She's she said ah. Dave the the uh, Bergman the Berg Mangler. Mm-hmm. Dave the Berg Mangler Bergman. Lead, says, lead fly guide at Jesse Brown's Outdoors. <laughs> available for trips, waiting trips on public waters at jessebrowns.com. He knows where to go. <laughs> and you know what? On that topic of whether it's being in a motorboat on an area lake, a canoe. Uh, dry fly fishing on a wild trout stream, delayed harvest uh, fishing. And that's what we can talk a little bit about next because there's been questions put out there for the trout angler. Mm -hmm. The month of March is closed on hatchery-supported streams. Um, It's a a, a thousand or so miles, uh, I think, total. But you cannot fish there. It's not that you can't catch and keep or catch and release, you can't fish those hatchery-supported streams at all. That's right, because uh, the state is stocking 964,000 fish for us to catch, but they need to get them in there during this month. So they have their hands full for 30 days or so, so give them that space. But it does raise the question, though, Bill, of hatchery-supported versus delayed harvest. What's the difference or are they the same? Can you have delayed harvest hatchery supported is a question we get frequently. Yes. And, and the answer is yes, um, if that's the right way to say it. Delayed harvest program started in the early 1990s, and it started as a subset of the hatchery supported water. Essentially, without the delayed harvest, uh, without the stockings on those delayed harvest streams, that water would be considered um, hatchery-supported water. Mm-hmm. And there's several different um, designations from wild trout water, which you are allowed to fish r- right now. Correct. They have placards on those wild trout streams in the Smokies or otherwise um, that you can fish in the month of March. 
Delayed harvest, although it is a subset of hatchery supported, the delayed harvest, which have the black and white placards, you can fish in the month of March. There's 30 or so streams and two different lakes now that the program has expanded over the past 30 years. And uh, you can fish those, but what you cannot do on those is keep fish at least October through the first Saturday in June. You're delaying the harvest until after that time in June. Yes. And there's, I'll name a few streams. Um, in fact, I have this as one of my favorite places to go fish, um, and it is all of the above. The Wilson Creek Gorge area, or the Wilson Creek drainage, mm-hmm. where the gorge is, where people like to kayak and whitewater um, through there when the water's up, that is all considered hatchery supported. Yep. But as you go up uh, deeper into Pisgah Forest, um, uh, as you enter into Pisgah Forest, and I'm coming at it from Morganton area, so um, the Brown Mountain Beach Road. Now, if you go there April 1st, opening day of trout season, it is like going to Disney World on a Saturday in late May, uh, Memorial Day. It is July 4th. Just Just with older people. It is packed with everybody that opening day. But um, as you go up, um, I, I forget how many miles it is, you'll start to see black and white placards. Yep. And that is, it's a newer uh, designation for that area. It's three and a half miles that they designated um, delayed harvest water. You can go fish there, catch, and release there in the month of March. Is this confusing enough? Well, even if you even if you go to ncwildlife.org, which is our State Natural Resources Commission's website, which is a very helpful website, it's all written very legal ease. It's like reading VCR instructions. <laughs> yeah. um, placement of, of commas makes a difference. Um, but you do, before you go fishing, you should check this stuff out because there are a lot of folks who think that delayed harvest, like right now or two weeks ago, meant you couldn't go fishing. And it, you could. You just couldn't keep yes so yeah this work the, it out <laughs> the trout streams are open just not that certain designation of hatchery supported where they are gonna uh, stock dare i say almost one million fish. yeah they, they should just round that up but <laughs> yeah. yeah if you're fishing wild trout waters there's no closed season unless a specific stream or section is marked so um, this is a great time to rediscover our wild trout streams go catch some native brook trout and enjoy the more technical waters that we have right now. The voice you hear right there is Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. However you're listening to us, whether it's early on a Saturday morning via the airwaves of WBT Radio, maybe you're subscribing to Highlights of the Carolina Outdoors, the podcast, or maybe you're joining us via Facebook Live, we invite you to ask us any questions. It's just one more reason to join the social media program at Jesse Brown's, whether it be Instagram, where we like to share fish pictures and, um, and outings and product that comes into Jesse Brown's Outdoors because springtime is here and that's always evolving, or whether it be um, liking and following us on Facebook, where you can see the Carolina Outdoors happening at any moment's time, but especially the first Thursday of every month at 1.30. We like to put a segment out there for our friends at Facebook Live. We're putting the question out there of what's your t- favorite type of fishing? Fishing at the coast, 
Is it fishing in a bass boat in an area lake or maybe a canoe in an area pond? Or is it destination fishing um, in western North Carolina, eastern Tennessee? I guess we're not limited to anything because one of my other favorites, am I like a politician that has multiple favorites? I love going out. At one time, this had the most catchable fish per square mile, the Green River in Utah, the Flaming Gorge, which I think I liked it because it had the most catchable fish right. Who wouldn't per like that? square yeah. miles. But but it also had these uh, beautiful uh, cliffs that you're kind of going through. It's a tail race. Um, so we would fish it. You can fish it, wade fishing it by hiking down and fishing the water. I would most oftentimes fish it in a McKenzie boat, a dory, a drift boat, um, and and move down the stream. And it has these fish, and they eat in so many different forms and fashion. Of course, anglers will talk about how um, um, 90% of a fish's uh, meals are eaten underwater, subsurface. But that 10 or so percent when they're coming to the top, that is so much fun. Of course, the green has um, that offering as well. Well, and the the western waters have, because of the geography and the microbiology and the biology in general, we think we have a bug problem here. It's mostly mosquitoes and maybe termites. But, <laughs> yes. you know, when they have the grasshopper hatch out there, it's biblical. And that's not even an exaggeration. So when you have grasshoppers the size of small hot dogs, um, that makes very quickly – 10% of the diet very fast. And it's unreal when you get to fish out there when those hatches are cycling back through. You know, the caddis hatch comes through a couple times. That's always fun. But when the grasshopper hatch hits, it's just insanity. Because um, you hear those things jump and they basically fly. You know, I mean, they're just, it's phenomenal. So that's it, a good one to like. It's March in the Carolina outdoors, and we're talking about fishing. And, Wes, I can't help, but you mentioned your favorite place, heading to the coast. Um, that would have been my answer. But this it goes back to Instagram and Facebook and being able to see the pictures and listen to the Carolina outdoors to hear about you, your son, your brother being out at Harker's Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, well— that was that was striper fishing, right? Or no, no, false you were albacore. false albacore that was fishing. False albacore. Yeah, and this past year it was it was uh, hard work and not a lot of pictures to show for it. But uh, we <laughs> yeah. that's become an annual trip, and then we'll do a couple of redfish trips. And you know, Ben, my soon to be thirteen year old, caught a, a beautiful tagged redfish last year that in South Carolina. So the state sent him a t shirt for that, which was pretty cool. But uh, you know. Fish know when there's a, a child on the other end of the line, and they just jump on. So it's fun to watch him having to fight uh, aggressive reds, though we haven't done the bull reds yet. We're gonna, oh. I'm going to wait a little while when he's a little bit bigger to do that so the fish that are his size won't pull him into the water just yet. But it's fun to, to watch your child do that, and it's fun for me to watch my older brother, Captain Adam Lawson, working with my son um, and to hear their banter back and forth. Well, and it also probably speaks uh, uh, to the dynamic of uh, there's a father-son relationship there, but there's also an uncle-nephew relationship right. there. And they are um, those are two very different relationships, at least especially for the young person involved. Yeah. So um, 
it probably makes a nice mix. It's good to let somebody else teach your loved ones certain things because teaching your loved ones is very hard, especially fishing. So if you need help with that, we're here to help you at Jesse Browns and jessebrowns.com. And if you want someone to teach your loved one or you, the loved one, all about fly fishing, why don't you book a waiting trip with Dave Bergman? Uh, and you can do that in the store, over the phone, or online. Listen, we, we have that going on because it is the month of March. The weather's starting to warm. The guide service, the waiting trips are starting to book up. It's a perfect time to get it on the calendar. That's the hardest part we have found is making the time, making that day happen so that you can get on a stream um, with Dave and the guides at Jesse Brown's and learn the sport of fly fishing. It's just another arrow in the quiver and um, and it goes along with all the new merchandise that's showing up at Jesse Brown's as well. You can check it out at jessebrowns.com. Wes, we're going to take a quick break, come back on the other side. Andy Montgomery's going to join mm-hmm. in with us, and we're going to find out how Lake Norman is fishing. And we're going to find out about this thing called the Red Crest 2023. It's a big tournament coming to the Charlotte area, and we're all invited. We'll be back after this on the Carolina Outdoors.